You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. A good team wins three out of four from the Boston Red Sox this weekend. There's a chance that a great team wins four out of four if you concede that beating up Eduardo Rodriguez's replacement in the second inning with Garrett Cole on the mound is possible, and that a miracle on Saturday would still have happened if the team were very good. The 2021 New York Yankees won one game. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question if that's something you're inclined to do. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast. The Yankees stole a game from the Red Sox on Saturday Ended up being their only win in the series despite holding leads of 3-1 with two outs in the ninth and 4-0 entering the eighth with a no-hitter on Sunday. Which loss were you more devastated by? I have to go Thursday, and I don't really even think it's close. Yeah, Thursday pissed me off. That was that's You're coming into that series with how much momentum? You're 5-1 and one in your last six games against a skeleton crew. Uh, then you, you power into Thursday. You have that lead late. And you punch cough back. it right. You call, yeah, you punch back and then you cough it up again. Uh, it, it, they're, they're losses that you just simply can't have as a team with World Series aspirations. You look around the league and then, and then, and then once again, the Yankees have another worst loss of the season on Sunday, uh, depending on, depending, like you said, depending on how you look at it. I think Thursday was worse because they could have set the tone. They would have been playing with house money with Garrett Cole on the mound on Friday. Um, and, like you said, kind of tailor made for them in that one. Garrett Cole on the mound and water Rodriguez leaves early with an emergency injury replacement and nothing. Um, nothing. So I, 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 what do you want me to say? What does anybody want me to say at this point? <laughs> We're telling you the same shit every week. We're telling you exactly what this team needs to do and what they don't need and, and what they need to stop doing. They have the momentum going into the series and they steal the momentum back after two tough losses 
take it back on Saturday with that incredible late game comeback on uh, uh, against uh, who was on the mound. JMO was on the mound, pitched another great, great outing from from JMO. Um, and then you get Sunday, no hits through seven innings, and it's four nothing, and you can't win the game. I know everybody's yelling about a lot of things like Loisga should have been taken out. There, there is the three bat a minimum there. Um, and then you, if you really want to dive into the splits, Kike Hernandez does hit lefties way better than he hits righties. So, um, but at that point, if you see the way Loisga is kind of throwing, he threw, he did not throw well the day before either. Um, I don't know who are we going to blame? Why, why even blame anybody? Why not guys? Why not just, just roll into summer and, and get pumped about manscaped at this point. Cause yeah, why at, not at this point, the Olympics euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in the summer. You know, what isn't a wild and hairy Bush. And it seems like the New York Yankees are all playing with wild and hairy bushes. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at manscaped the leaders in below the waist grooming. Their fourth generation performance package includes the brand new lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, again, I don't think the New York Yankees are doing that. Why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to man, uh, manscaped.com and using the code FANSIDED20. You know what that does? That gets you 20% off and free shipping. Again, the code is FANSIDED20. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take the podium. This fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. We've all been there thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. That's what you need. That's how you feel good. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn on a 4,000 K LED spotlight when needed for, for a more precise shave. Uh, you can do it in the dark. And did we mention that it's also waterproof? You could do it in the shower. All good for everybody. The possibilities are really endless at this point. So if you're interested, and I know you are, if you don't have it, please head on over to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, that is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped, everybody. Wow. Everybody should do that. This series... I don't know. For the first time, you know, we've complained so much about them dropping the last game of series in ignominious fashion. For the first time ever, I think this one was actually sequenced correctly because if they had lost that Sunday game after just losing a 3 nothing game on Saturday, I think I would have, my head would have popped off and rolled <laughs> into the street. But the fact <laughs> that they had a miracle comeback the day before somewhat neutered it and made it a here we go again game rather than a, you know, I'm grabbing my eyeballs out of my own head one by one and throwing them down the garbage chute. It is, it is insane though. I mean, the predictability of the whole thing is insane. And that's why even if you aren't a blame Aaron Boone guy, and there are plenty of reasons to blame Aaron Boone for not playing the infield in with second and third, no outs for bringing in a ground ball guy where they're basically just conceding a run to the Red Sox. Boone said he didn't want to get beaten by anything soft. Not sure what that meant because he got beaten by a dribbler to shortstop and then a fly ball to right field. Pretty soft, pretty soft way to lose a baseball game. But there are, I mean, there are leads that are impossible to blow. And then there's the 2021 Yankees looking these leads in the eye and going, let's blow it. We can blow it. No hitter, no hitter through seven. Let's blow it. Um, as soon as the first <laughs> run is scored, as soon as the first run is scored, you know, it's over. <laughs> no, it's over. So, that's the problem though. They know it's over. Like, so even if you're not a blame Boone guy for the particulars of the eighth and obviously Jonathan Loisaga and Chad Green in the series have to do their jobs. It's the culture where it, the team is so tight. How many errors have you seen them make under pressure, under yeah. duress? 
where like Glaber Torres is the chance to send a game to extra innings and he throws a ball away with two outs. Like how many, and Tyler Wade with first and second and one out and the Red Sox churning uh, in the seventh inning of that Thursday game, hot grounder to short, makes the play, ball pops out of his glove, no outs when it, you know, Gio Urshela maybe turns that into two, definitely one, maybe two. These guys do not know how to play under pressure. And I don't, look, I'm not in the locker room. We've said this a million times. I don't know what Aaron Boone is saying and what Aaron Boone is or isn't doing and what Aaron Boone is or isn't responsible for. But they've managed to turn a team that in 2017 was full of people who knew they could come back at any time and could shake off adversity for real. Like, actually, Aaron Boone said after Sunday's game, this team's going to do what they've done all year. Just, you know, we faced gut punches before. They are going to do what they've done all year. Have more gut punches because your team has no idea to shake off adversity in any capacity. What a win on Saturday. What a loss on Sunday. It's one day later. They keep giving these teams one, like, you know, we, we've we yelled about the sequencing I guess the, the sequencing, the fact that they keep giving, they keep landing these huge blows on their rivals with one game remaining in the series. That's not good because they, oh. you know, they're going to use that one game to squander any of the goodwill they've previously built up. Um, I hate this team, and I don't like the individual people on the team either. And I don't really know how you could at this point. If you want to be relentlessly positive about the 2021 Yankees, and I am sure they will go on a run because, by the way. That's why this all sucks because they are close to a playoff team. They are about to play an August and September schedule. That'll make you go, oh my God, really? They can make the playoffs? The 2021 Yankees, really? Yes, really. Because they go to Tampa this week, then they go to Miami. Those two are tough. But let's say you get out of those three and three or two and four. Let's, let's just say that. Let's say that happens. Baltimore at home for three. Your chief rival in the wild card race right now, Seattle at home for four at Kansas City for three. Then you go to Chicago for three. That's tough, but for some reason, there's a day off on Friday with a Thursday game and then Saturday, Sunday. Who did that? That's never been done before in the history of baseball. But if you let's say you lose that Thursday game and it's tough, you have a, a patented day off to regroup, maybe take the next two. Go back to Yankee Stadium. Face the Angels, face the Red Sox three times. One of those is a, a doubleheader on Tuesday. That helps. Minnesota for four at home. To the Braves, to Oakland for four. That's going to be rough to the Angels for three. Baltimore comes in, Toronto comes in, go to the Mets, go to Baltimore, Cleveland comes in, Texas comes in, go to Boston on September 24th through 26th. And at that point, you're either firmly in the playoff race or your season's over. So really low pressure, probably games at Fenway Park that weekend. Either either you're eight games under 500 or you're like three or four games up in the wild card. The Yankees really have a chance to make a move. And that's why you can't lose a game. You led 3-1 with nobody on and one out in the ninth on Thursday. And that's why you can't lose. I mean, folks, uh, folks, here's some here's some winning analysis. You can't lose a game. You led 4-0 with no outs in the eighth and a no-hitter on the mound uh, on Sunday. Although, the Yankees basically took it to the Red Sox on Saturday and did it to them. They were I can't even use my rhetorical whiny points that I would have used after Thursday's game. Like how, when's the last time the Yankees came back on the Red Sox, the way they come back on them so easily. Well, actually it was Saturday because it was three, nothing with two outs in the, in the eighth Brett Gardner single, you know, gets the rally going and they, they win a game. They had no business winning. I think if you, you know, though that game and Sunday kind of even each other out Thursday's the unforgivable one. They should be exiting the series with a split. But again, a talented team with the right mojo that believes in themselves, that doesn't squander opportunity, that doesn't play back on their heels as soon as they have a, you know, as soon as the wheel starts rolling down the hill might sweep this series. Because again, the one game that wasn't really up for grabs 
was second and third, no outs, one nothing. Garrett Cole on the mound against a pitcher leaving with an injury in the second inning. That's the one that we're not even putting in the conversation for up for grabs. That's the up for grabs, yes. That could have been six nothing in the second. This is such a stupid, terrible, untalented team. Yeah, you look at you look at Saturday, and I know that we did we did we we very much stole that one from them. But we had ten hits and and two errors in that one. That I think one of them scored a run, and the other one put more pressure on. So like we weren't getting fucking no hit through seven innings with no answers for anything. And then of course the second Domingo Herman gives up a hit, it's pan. Okay, we got to go to the bullpen. It's like bring it, bringing in a guy who didn't pitch well the day before to face the heart of the lineup. Like you got to go to the tired guy who just had COVID. That's, that's good feel for the game. Yeah, I just, do I have any tired, point, do I have any tired pitchers in the bullpen? Have any of them just had communicable lung diseases? Great. Let's, let's get them in the game. It's like, I don't, I don't know how I feel like we're, we're, we're boiling it down to every single decision that's made and why it's wrong. And, and that's what happens during a season like this, where, like you said, yeah. Do you want to be optimistic about the 2021 Yankees? Sure. But guess what? Uh, it's not really like that when their expectations are. Yeah. We're two games out of the loss column for a wild card spot, but we're supposed to be running away with the division, not, not falling face first uh, in, into a second wild card to just get <laughs> spanked on the road. Um, on the road in Tampa or Boston. Yeah, you guys not, want that? You guys excited about that? It's really not going to be pleasant. And there's a reason for the negativity because guess what, guys? This it, it, It's one of two things. It's either 2021 is simply not the Yankees year or this assortment of players that they have because it's the first time they've all been healthy for an extended period of time is just not it's not it. It's not going to it's not going to be able to sustain. Uh, I, I don't know why uh, you look at Aaron Boone and we talk about the resiliency of this, of this team in the past, the Yankees dealt with countless and endless injuries in 2018 and 2019, and they still won a hundred games or more. I know they didn't do what they should have done in the playoffs, but they still, they, they still did a lot better than this. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily this mm-hmm. bad. So we could blame Aaron Boone. I, I think he is to blame in a lot of spots, but at the end of the day, it could very well, it could be bad luck. Bad luck. You can never rule out bad luck. Bad luck strikes everybody. And it's just, it's inexplicable. It's something that you just have to take on the chin at some point. You look around Twitter and people talking about the Yankees worst losses of the year. They very much are the worst losses of the year compared to any other team that has had any, any quote worst loss. Um, So it, it could be bad luck, which we could chalk it up to that. Sure. Or it could just be this assortment of players is not working. This, this, this DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres. We already we already know uh, Clint Frazier isn't working. You know we we are, we already know like uh, Chapman, Britton. Like these guys just might not work, and it's because we've seen so many instances where look, guys, we could blame the bullpen, we could blame Aaron Boone. We want all this series. The Yankees hit one twenty eight with runners in scoring position this this entire series five when for thirty nine. Yeah, when when they got their final hit with runners in scoring position at the end of the Saturday game. They, they got them up to 10 for 71 against the Red Sox on the year. Are you, I mean, I mean, I mean, five for 39 in a, in a four game series against your division rival who did not trot out one fearsome pitcher. Not you looked one. bad all weekend, except for two innings. Yeah. And then, and then how, and then they throw out two, le- you have a left, you have a righty heavy. I know they don't this time, but you have righties in this lineup who are supposed to mash lefty pitching and they just don't do it. So Alex Cora brought in a lefty to face Giancarlo Stanton with the bases loaded in the seventh yeah. inning on Sunday. That's how much he's laughing at you. He know you can't hit anybody. You mm-hmm. can't hit my lefty. 
Yeah, it, it's it, it's it might just be this assortment of players. There's a lot of possibilities where, like you said, the Yankees could go on a run. We're still we still have not seen that 15 of 20 that I keep talking about for two weeks straight now. It could they happen. Will. They will go on a run. I just don't know how meaningful it's going to be. Exactly. So uh, at this point, you need every game you could get against the Red Sox, especially with the trade deadline being this week, especially with how they how they swiped the first two games from you and extended the division lead even more. Um, and then su- Sunday's loss, just that that's the narrative of the season. And we keep talking about it, how sure it'd be great to remain positive. It'd be great to keep to keep encouraging this team to, to, to make it happen. But they have a layup where the Red Sox are underperforming and they can't get a hit. And the Yankees are kind of going with a B lineup. And then they cough it up. And it, it doesn't matter if it's the decision making. It doesn't matter if it's the player. It doesn't matter if it's the, the, the lack of hitting with runners in scoring position. It's something every time. And that, that's the story of the 2021 Yankees. Yep. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll keep telling that story as well as talk about the trade deadline. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Yeah, that's the deal. It's it was a four nothing absolute layup. It rolled down the hill in five seconds. Nobody was surprised. John Sterling said it, who's been like a valiant team employee for a long time, was like, I'd say I can't believe it, but I see it every week. Like you see it every week. And that I mean, look, we're baseball podcasters, we're baseball fans, we're baseball newsbreakers. Everybody's inclination is to do the particulars of the inning. Why isn't the infield in? Why aren't you walking Bogarts once the game is tied? And I get it. And it's fair to do that. But at a certain point, you don't want to be too reactionary. You don't want to fire Aaron Boone unnecessarily. You don't want to make it with George Steinbrenner like Splash. But why? How long How long can a corrosive culture like this exist un, un, unmeddled with? Like, at what point are, like, I don't know what is Boone's fault and what isn't and what the analytics department is declaring. And by the way, analytics isn't the problem with the Yankees. That's a stupid, reductive take. But maybe the Yankees analytics people are the problem with the Yankees because they've sanctioned a lot of hires that make no sense and they don't seem to have any sort of feel for the particulars of a game. The Red Sox are analytically run, but Alex Cora knows how to run a baseball team. The Yankees are analytically run and Aaron Boone does not know how to win a baseball team, baseball game, or is not allowed to. One of the two things... But either way, something is rotten there. So I'm not I'm not going to blindly trust the Yankees analytics department. I trust analytics. I don't think I trust these people. But I don't. I'm, it's not being reactionary anymore to, to fire Aaron Boone. He hasn't improved the team. He doesn't seem like he has the ability to improve the team. What is gained from keeping him around? What there? You can't do worse with this group of people. You can't make worse mistakes with this group of people. You cannot blow more games late than this team has. In 2021 and 2020 as well. Don't let 2020 fly under the radar. They blew a 4-0 lead to the Mets in a must-win game in the sixth inning of a 7-inning doubleheader. They blew a four-run lead to the Blue Jays in the bottom of the sixth and then a must-win game at Buffalo. They blew uh, the Tom Seaver game, a three-run lead late in the eighth against the Mets and got walked off by Pete Alonso with Albert Abreu in there and Tyler Wade tagging up in the middle of extra innings for no reason, getting thrown out back at second. They blew a 3-0 lead to the Rays in the bottom of the seventh with James Paxson on the mound, basically throwing a no-hitter in a similar situation to the Domingo Herman game. This is two years in a row. Those were all packed into a 60-game season. That was a roller coaster. They're doing it again this year. There is no justification for letting Boone have another shot at this. Even if you like the man and like the fact that the team persevered in 2018, at a certain point, a problematic team is a problem, and you have to look beyond what you believe should have happened and look at what has happened 
Yeah. And you, ha- if you're a believer and everything happens for a reason, which some people are, you look at Aaron Boone and he, this, this year was the tailor made year. We're back to a full 162 game slate. We're not doing, we're not doing a, an injury troubled 60 game sprint where uh, you're facing a team like the Rays, who's kind of, as everyone said, tailor made for a 60 game season. Um, yep. You, you have the full slate this year. You have one of the best pitchers in baseball atop your rotation, which this team has not had since they acquired CC Sabathia after the uh, 2008 season. Um, you have everybody who's healthy. John Carlos Santon, I understand, landed on landed on the injured list. Aaron Judge in the beginning of the season had general soreness issues, um, but there's nothing. There's been nothing of significance up until the, these recent COVID issues. But even before that, these cracks and these holes and these and these errors and these just bad bad messaging, uh, bad fundamentals that that was all there. So if there is going to be there, there is no second shot at this because it's it's year four. You have everything in place after doing what you would assume was your best managing with. Uh, lesser players with more B-list lineups with guys coming up from AAA and filling in. Um, that could be a reflection of Boone's managing. But guess what? At this point, we're seeing it happen this year with the bigger guys going down with uh, with these recent COVID issues. And the Yankees have actually performed better. So is that a result of the Yankees just getting some personalities who are a little bit more amped up or a little bit more, I guess, on the urgent side of things to prove themselves and, and, and make a name for themselves, or is it a different types of personnel? I mean, it's all, it's all of this, but it's different types of personnel. It's lefty hitters. It's athletic players. It's better defenders. It's guys who are aggressive on the base paths. So people who've never met Aaron Boone before. Or people to have, him. Yeah. That's a good point. You made too. people who have never met Aaron Boone. They don't, I guess that you're coming in there. You don't necessarily know what the energy is. You don't know what the messaging is. So you're just going out there. Yeah. I'm going to fucking play baseball. I'm going to kick some ass, dude. Like I'm pumped. So yeah, I like to win. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to talk about, getting rid of Aaron Boone and him not being the answer. I think if this season is not what if it, it, it does not turn around, which I don't know how much longer we can keep saying, uh, I guess the 20 year old Yankee fans on Twitter can keep their optimism and call everybody who's, who's not happy about this uh, performance. Uh, they can keep calling us idiots for, for, for being negative about it. But guess what? This team came into the season with world series aspirations, the undisputed American league favorite, the Astros had gotten worse. The Red Sox had gotten worse. The Rays had gotten worse. The Indians lost their franchise player. All of those teams at this point are better than us. It seems. Um, And on top of that, when there are expectations like that, there is an expectation on the other side for there to be some sort of a delivery. If the Yankees were, four games back of the Red Sox, would we be this in, would we be this enraged? Absolutely not. We know things happen. We know that there's going to be hiccups here and there. They're nine games back. They're nine games back on July 26th. Have crazier comebacks happened? Absolutely. But if crazier comebacks happened, crazier, th- this Yankees team is performing as if this Red Sox team should be performing. Downgrades, no pitching, coming into the season with zero expectations. Like, yeah, the Red Sox should be 51 and 47. The Yankees should be 61 and 39. The Yankees at this point, if you take out, I understand we're looking at all this through the lens of, oh my God, if they didn't suffer these worst losses we've ever seen, they'd be five games better. Yeah, but at the same time, once again, the worst losses we've ever seen 
is a result of this Yankees team and whatever is rotten, whether it's in the culture, whether it's terrible timing with uh, the, like the, the, the COVID issues for their last two losses did play an impact because you go into that Astros game and you're Aaron Boone is kind of forced to throw Chad green in that. Was he forced to leave him in that long? No, but he opted to do so. So that's, that's a managerial problem from that point. Um, could we go back and revise the whole thing and, and, and perfectly put things in place where we want to? Absolutely. But hands kind of forced there. You don't have Jonathan Lewisaga. That's what happens there. Then you have the, then you have these COVID issues this time around where a, a multitude of guys have been used. Do you have to lo- use Lewisaga there? No. Do you want to get him some innings? Sure. Do you feel nervous when you're up four one with a runner on second and no outs. I don't know. I was nervous. Is the the manager should probably be nervous and should be being like, you know what? I'm not going to give them a window to do anything. I guess Aaron Boom was trying to to be a little bit laid back there and not not wasn't entirely worrying about uh, Loizaga's um, endurance or how he had thrown the night before. So I, the hands have been forced in a certain amount of scenarios. You have Chapman who just can't close games and blows that game to the angels. You think throwing him in there with a four, four run lead is enough to kind of get his mojo back simply can't do it. So a lot of the shit has been absolutely insane, but also it's, it's on the players as well. Like at some point you just have to buckle down and get the job done. Um, We could blame Aaron Boone for everything and we still probably will. Uh, But as, as Hal Steinbrenner said, it's the product on the field. Um, and whether that's the players have the power to change the culture and to change the energy. Like does Aaron Boone strike you as a guy where if you back talk him or if you hold a players only meeting that he's going to say anything? No, he's probably not going to say a fucking word. Look at every press conference that you hear after the game. It's oh yeah, no, we're going to bounce back. We've been, we've been saying we're going to bounce back since game 13 and now it's game 90. uh, Now it's game 99. So it's been the same message for the entire season. There, there is no urgency and it's with the manager. I, that's the part I have. Uh, that's the part I have a tough time believing. Like, does the manager really influence the players this much? The players are the ones on the field who want to win. So that's why it also strikes me as potentially a personality issue with, with the guys that Brian Cashman has brought in. Um, uh, is there a, is there a will to, to kind of take the game over? I don't know when you're five for 39 with runners in scoring position against your division rival in two in, in four, there weren't all must win games, but you needed a split here to kind of salvage some, some good vibes and, and good energy. And they didn't get it. So at that point, there's so many things wrong that, like you said, we don't know what's, what a bad mayor. We don't necessarily know what an, what an absolute bad mayor, managerial decision is at this point because of everything that's happened and everything that continues to happen. You're constantly stuck in the spin zone um, because every level of it from, and you want to talk about the trade deadline. Let's start, let's start with this. You want to talk about every level of something being rotten. The Padres who are bonafide world series contenders go out, and they acquire Adam Frazier from the Pirates. They give up nothing. They give up a top five prospect and then a couple of other guys that you'll never fucking hear of ever again. And they're not playing him at second base. They're going to play him all over the place. You want to know why? Because they have a belief in their organizational philosophy that as long as they acquire good players who have good attitudes, they can they can toss him anywhere and they can make it work. What do the Yankees do? The Yankees have fucking five guys out of position. Who they're moving DJ LeMayu all over the place. We still don't know if Labor Torres is a shortstop of the future. The outfield was playing Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar for 70 something games. And you're not going to think, okay, well, Adam Frazier, flexible guy on defense, 
good hitter. You don't think you can add that on the cheap to your lineup and make some adjustments? Like, why is that not a thought process? That to me, that to me is a miss. That's a that's a big miss. I just can't believe it was so cheap. All the talk yeah. we heard about Adam Frazier for so long was about how prohibitive the cost was going to be. Look, he's available, but he's the NL All-Star starting second baseman who can naturally play left or center or third or short, whatnot. Like, sure, you could go for him, but everybody else wants him, so you're going to have to cough everything up. And the Padres got out by by saying, you know, we're not going to give up any of our top three prospects. And the Pirates go, okay, we'll take your fifth, and then we'll take some nobodies. It was not hard. That's Oswald Peraza and nobodies. That's Oswald Peraza and Rule 5 protected dudes. Like, it might hurt to give up Peraza, sure. But you you do it for Adam Frazier, especially when the conversation indicates that it's going to cost, you know, Schmidt, everybody short of Dominguez, Schmidt, Volpe, Peraza, all three. Like, it, everybody's telling you that Frazier's going to be prohibitively expensive, and he just wasn't. And, like, everyone's telling you Joey Gallo is going to be prohibitively expensive. Is he going to be? I don't know. I'm seeing Max Kepler buzz. I like that. I'm seeing Trevor Story buzz. I like that. Somebody did tweet, though, that it's like, you know, uh, uh, removing the iceberg one week after the Titanic already sank. And I do think that's valid, especially with Story, because if you do trade for Trevor Story, it's I mean, it's going to be dirt cheap. And at the price it's going to cost, I don't even know if the Yankees can justify not doing it. But it is like patching over a hole when you really do need people for 2022 and beyond, because I don't believe I'm not going to fight my ass off for a road wildcard game in Tampa Bay. That's that is a torturous fate for this team that should be battling for the division lead. Um, the Yankees have had 14 losses this year when either leading or tied after seven innings, six when leading eight when tied. You're going to have some of those in a year. No team is perfect. Good teams have three. Is that safe to say? Good teams have four. 14 is insane. And they're not just leads with one run. Oh. 3-1 entering the ninth the other day. 4 nothing entering the eighth. 8-4 eight, entering the ninth. 7-2 entering the ninth. I let my guard down a little bit on Sunday just because I couldn't really believe, even after the Verdugo hit, that they were going to do it again. And then one and a half minutes later, I was like, it's already done. It's oh, they really did do it again. It's oh, it's over. Not only is it going to happen, it's over. It's not a here we go again. It's oh, it's done already. It already happened. It's done. It's it's finished. It's there's no chance. God bless all of you who still think that that it's unfair to say that this team is in trouble after losing the first game the way they did. God bless all of you who still think that the the averages will eventually even out. They the averages have even out. The Yankees have taken four nothing leads in games that would have buoyed them back up to where the averages say they should be. But then lo and behold, sometimes there's a higher power that is steering a team into the garbage can. The averages bounced back. The Yankees took a four, nothing lead to the eighth inning with a no hitter with Jimmy Herman on the mound. That was like the luckiest confluence of bounces of all time. They even survived Giancarlo striking out with the bases loaded and one out against Josh Taylor in the seventh. And it just didn't matter because this team does whatever it takes to lose like once a week. Yeah, I like I said, I don't know what more. Uh, I don't know what else we need to say. It's the same sometimes messaging. Sometimes it's every cosmic. Week. Sometimes yeah. it just is cosmic. You can't like no book can predict the fact that they're going to blow this no hitter in the eighth. But everybody knows they're going to as soon as the first run scores. Yep. That's why you can you can do all the projecting you want. And I everybody should. It's a good way to stay rational. But at the same time, fans just know. And we know this team is busted. It's busted beyond belief. Uh, Aaron Judge returning certainly will help. Do we still not know when that is? 
hey, this isn't nice, but I'm going to say it one time and then not back it up with evidence because I can't legally because this actually is HIPAA. You know what might be fracturing the locker room? Unvaccinated Captain Aaron Judge. If that's the case, yeah. That might have been a that might have been an internal locker room debate in May that maybe didn't yeah. go over so well. And, and look at soured. the look at the NFL right now. The NFL yeah. put in all these new COVID rules, and you better bet there's going to be players pissed at other players for not getting vaccinated because now there's a competitive edge to it in the NFL. If you have to postpone, if you have to postpone a game and reschedule it, and that game is not and that game is unable to be rescheduled, it it's a forfeit in pay. It's a forfeit for the game for whatever team had the outbreak. And you, you you can't tell me that people who are trying to make a name for themselves in the NFL who are already established and are trying to get that ring or trying to get that last playoff push, you know, veteran at the end of his his career. You, you can't tell me that's not going to cause some sort of friction, especially when you have guys like Cole Beasley coming out and being adamantly against vaccines for whatever reason, um, feeling the need to kind of push that agenda. Like you, we talk about all the time, how people are out there pushing their agendas for people to get vaccinated. Yeah, I mean. There, there's there's good to it. There there's there's necessarily not good. Uh, there's there's not really a good message when you're pushing people to not get it. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree. If, if that is the case, you can't tell me that that's not creating friction in the locker room, especially with the way the Yankees have been playing this year. Um, that just adds another layer to it. that adds another like uh, cultural and personal layer to it that could be affecting the team both on and off the field. So not mm-hmm. out of the question at all, but I don't, like I said, I don't know what else you want us to say. We were pessimistic about heading into the series. This We weren't pessimistic, but we were not surprised if, the, if something of this magnitude would happen and it happened. And now, every, and now we're, we, you know, we're being viewed for having, having uh, unsavory uh, reactions to it on Twitter. It's perfectly reasonable to have unsavory actions to, what we're seeing on the field in in on any form, whether it's social media, whether it's in it, me by myself in my room crying, it really doesn't matter what it is at this point because it's the same story over and over again. And then you're going to argue who's at fault, who's what. Everybody's at fault, guys. Everybody is at fault. Everybody has played a role. DJ LeMay, who was rolling over balls for the first month of the season. Giancarlo Stanton had two good weeks. We could do the breakdown on the percentage of his hits. He's got he got. Uh, uh, over a third of his hits, he got uh, 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 25% of his RBIs. He got 38% of his home runs in that in that two week stretch back in early April and May. The, guys, there there are 65 other games to be played, which have been which have been beyond subpar. You have we have the co- we have two COVID outbreaks on this roster. The Yankees, the Yankees organization decided decided to get the one vaccine that had a 66% efficacy rate against the virus. The other two had 95 to 98 efficacy rates. So. You want to talk about Garrett Cole falling off the wagon after the sticky stuff got banned. That's on that's that's partially on him. You want to talk about the bullpen falling apart, rolled a Chapman forgetting how to throw a fastball. Everybody's at fault here. The terrible base running, Glaber Torres. I don't know what's happening with the swing. Clint Frazier being exiled from the team. We can go on and on about all of it. Everybody's at fault, but to argue someone's more at fault than the other, and then to get into these civil wars is 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 senseless. This team is not good. You shouldn't be telling me this team is good if you're watching this baseball and you shouldn't be mad at anybody else who's mad that the team is performing the way they are, because it is unacceptable to to a certain degree. And people have every right to be mad. I went to two games this year. I wish I wish I didn't go to any games this year because they don't deserve anything that, that any dollar that I've earned. And I don't. it's really not a hot take. It really is not.
I just don't know how you sign on every day and say the Yankees are going to win today. And then when they don't win at the end of the day, go the Yankees are going to win tomorrow. Like I, God bless you. Like I admire it. I don't think it's, you know, it, nothing. It's not disgusting. You don't deserve to be tarred and feathered in the town square and get pantsed online. Cause you tweeted something that was wrong, but I don't know how you wake up every day and go, ah, good morning. The Yankees are going to win today. They're probably not. Or I guess there's a 50, 50 chance they will, but that's not good enough. Uh, and we'll see. They got a day off today. We'll see how they use it. We'll see if we're getting anybody back. Is Higgy Higgy still out, right? Higgy's still out. Judge is still yeah. out. That, I mean, once again, those are the two guys on a different timeline than anybody else. I yeah. mentally denied it for a long time. And people were sending me Higashioka follows Fox News or whatever. And I was being the worst person on the internet being like, oh, of course. Well, then he's an anti-vaxxer and Judge is great. Well, they're both on the same timeline and it, you know, doesn't really take Again, Dak Prescott said it's HIPAA to ask him if he had the vaccine. It's, it's not. <laughs> I don't understand why everybody everybody just knows statutes now because that's now the anti-vax thing. Learn your learn your uh, obscure government statutes. I was for a long time saying it's it's probably Higgy, not Judge. But you know what? You know what? The timelines bear four four of the six COVID positives are back. Two are not. Two are going through heart screening. Two are not back, and they're going through. Uh, aortic valve screening. So read of that what what you will. Um, both should theoretically be back against the Rays. Uh, too late. Mm. Great. So we'll see what happens this week. We got the Rays on deck, and then we got the Marlins. And then the trade deadline is Friday at four o'clock. Yankees have four day four what almost four four plus days to do something to kind of change to change the complexion of this roster in any way imaginable, they have time to get rid of guys who should not be on this team. We've discussed it at length. I don't really want to go back into it. You probably know who they are. You should know who they are if you've been watching baseball, but at this point, this is the, this is going to be the week that is going to, is going to tell us what's to come over the next, over the final two months of the season. And the schedule is favorable. Yes, but nothing has been favorable for the Yankees this year, whether they're playing good or bad opponents. So you could look at the schedule and feel optimistic about it. I wouldn't because you're going to have team. You're going to have teams wanting to play spoiler. You're going to have teams that maybe sell, sell high on their veterans and get some uh, younger guys coming in with better energy that, that, that could play a role in, in making the opponent tougher. So it, 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 it's it's not it's not as easy as it looks with, with, Oh yeah, changes are coming and Oh yeah, the schedule's soft. The, like we said, the narrative has continued. It is July 26th. The season started on April 1st. No reason to think that it's going to stop at this point. The schedule is favorable. The team is bad. The bullpen is gassed. And if you want to watch the rest of the season, you're in the minority. That is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We'd be more than willing to answer it. We will talk trade deadline on Wednesday when we know a little more. The Yankees are probably going to do something between Monday and Wednesday. Not sure if they should, but I think they will. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. You can also find us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. We're there mostly all day, especially during game time. You can also head on over to YanksGoYard.com. We got plenty of content for you on there. Got some positive. We got a lot of negative, And then we got a lot of trade deadline stuff. So worth reading, worth submitting a mailbag question for, or even just worth interacting with. Let's let's get talking. Let's let's hear what more people have to say, because uh 
seems to be divided right now. And I don't think there is any reason why there should be any division. We have a clear picture of what's going on this season, what the players are doing, what the front office is doing, what the manager is doing. So uh, let's try to educate one another, because at this point, I don't think the fan base is where it should be. Yeah, let's hear a little more from you other than ratio, weep, and the Yankees are perfect. The Yankees are not perfect. See you on Wednesday. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.